Food Heals Podcast, episode 126. They cut my main artery, the common <gasps> iliac artery. Oh my God. I flatlined. I, it was really bad. I remember I saw a lot of light. No, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You know, wow. I, there's still so much I wanted to do. Ugh, this I'm, is the this, most intense interview we've had. This is pretty intense. Okay, go on. Go oh on. God. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Hills Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody. And I'm Susie Hardy. Today we are here with an exciting guest, Maura Knowles also known as Mo the Morsalist. She's an international integrative nutrition certified health coach, professional recipe developer, and founder of Mac and Mo's Morsalicious Treats, gluten-free, sugar-free, GMO-free, guilt-free baked goodies. Yum. Mo does not believe in deprivation or fad diets. She advocates the 85-15 rule, eating super clean, green, and plant-based 85% of the time and leaving yourself 15% wiggle room because who wants to be on a diet all the time? I certainly don't. She has been featured in countless media publications, including Natural Awakenings, Go Green America, and has published two cookbooks. And if you are suffering from allergies or a cold and flu this holiday season, look no further than the Global Healing Center, the one-stop shop for all your natural needs. They've got you covered with supplements like Allertrex, a natural respiratory support product that uses a powerful blend of herbs and essential oils to encourage lung, sinus, and respiratory tract health. Or Oregatrex, a super potent oregano oil blend. It's rich in vitamins, minerals, and contains a minimum 80% Carvacrol. We don't know what that is, but we know that oregano is good for your body. (laughs) It is. It certainly is. It's actually on par with... Uh, any kind of potent antibiotic. Yeah, and it boosts your immune system, so why not? All their products are potent and powerful, and I literally don't buy supplements at this point from anywhere else. So use the coupon code FOODHEALS for 20% off any Global Healing Center product, plus free shipping. Next, she's singing. That means she's serious. (laughs) Next up, our interview with Mara. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. Your Honor... I need a cease and desist order, stat. My guardian angel wants to breach your contract. You have no idea how impossible it is to look after this woman. Yesterday was arguing the pros and cons of recycling it. Now my blood's being recycled. There. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Heavenly Father, bless Megan McFarlane. Welcome her into your hands. I believe I've heard enough. Gift to the gab. What the happens all the time? Your- Okay, here's the gist. Order in my court. There is no way I can get through life without my guardian angel. Well, the luck of the Irish doesn't apply to Matt. You'll need to prove a stronger case. I mean, who ever heard of an angel giving up their guardianing? Not a real word. 
It is now. <laughs> All right. Today's guest is Maura Knowles, also known as Mo. And that was just a little snippet from the trailer for her new show, Insult to Injury. Maura is an actress, a singer, and integrative nutrition certified. She founded Mac and Mo's More Salicious Treats. I hope I said it right, <laughs> Mo, in honor of her father, Mac. Welcome, Maura. Hello, nice to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for being here. And you did very well with the more salicious pronunciation. More salicious, right? More salicious. Okay. Yes. Susie, I know you had it, but I didn't have it. <laughs> yes, I'm a professional. That's more salicious. Okay. More salicious. I feel like it's a song. More salicious. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't you rap in yeah. some of your oh, videos? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. We have so much to talk uh-huh. about, you guys. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Insult to Injury, the trailer that we just heard, is based on your own life and your near-death experiences. Can mm-hmm. you tell us about that? Sure. Yeah. And and I've turned it into a comedy, as one does. Because it wasn't like that when you experienced it? <sighs> right. No. Like there was no uh, applause track? When there you- was no <laughs> applause track. It was, it was not funny. But uh, so so actually, it's, it's come full circle. The um, Insult to Injury is my creative endeavor. And I've turned it into a musical comedy, but it's something that really did happen to me, which is also why I was so passionate about creating Mac and Moe's for my dad, Mac. In the web series, Insult to Injury, just to confuse everyone, I play Mac. <laughs> okay. And my dad's name in the series is Mo. Um, I, I reversed okay, it just okay. because as I was writing it, it was so close to home that I thought I had to distance myself somehow. <laughs> but because Mac and Mose was going to be in the series later, yeah. I'm like, I have to still keep Mac and Mose. Um, so yeah, so right out of college, I went in for a very simple surgery. And I was doing my very first professional acting job. I was doing The Wizard of Oz, playing Glinda the Good Witch. Oh, Ooh. you're totally a Glinda the Good I, Witch. Totally, yeah. <laughs> now, did, you I, have a, did you have long hair? I'm trying to envision well, a wig. I you had a wig. A gorgeous wig, an amazing dress that they built for me. I mean, mm. it was stunning, just custom everything. And I, I went in for this very simple laparoscopy. And What was, is a laparoscopy? So a laparoscopy, where they take a little scope, uh, a little... Teeny scope, it's a one in a million risk of anything bad happening. And they go through your belly button, so it's exploratory. And I was told I had a lot of stomach issues my whole life. And they were going in to explore, to to, just to figure out. To poke around. Yeah, to figure out what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I was told that I would be able to perform the next night. It was just a simple in and out, maybe 20-minute procedure. My mother had you know, decided to come down. I was three and a half hours away from home because I was out of college. I was doing theater, paid gig. And I had had an argument with her the night before. And I said, you don't need to come. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm an adult. I'm college graduate. I backpack through Europe all by myself. You don't have to come. It's 20 minutes. I don't need you, mom. And she showed up at my door that morning. Because she's a good mom. And she said, you are going under the knife and I am going to be there. I'm your mother. Get in the car. So. (laughs) I love her already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And oh my God. It was, you know. So long story short, I was I flatlined. I, it was really bad. They, I lost seventy percent, over seventy. So you're one in a million. Blood. I was the one in a million. Well, you lost and what? Over seventy percent of my blood in this procedure. Yeah, they cut my main artery, the common <gasps> iliac. Artery. Oh my god. Yeah, and uh, it was awful. Um, I did end up waking up mm. on the table. Oh my god. <gasps> mm-hmm. um, I don't. 
I didn't. F- I didn't feel pain, but I felt them poking around. around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I saw red everywhere. Oh which God, was blood! But my mom said I just kept repeating that over and over and over again to her. Um, they, I had my last rites given to me twice. They did not think I was going to make it. Oh what does that look? What are the last rites given to you? When a priest, I, I was raised very Catholic. Irish Catholic. Yeah, I kind of got that yeah. from the trailer. I was like, yeah, she's a Catholic girl. Catholic girl. I'm Catholic. a Catholic girl too. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah so sure. last night, yeah. a priest went. Priest comes and is like, okay, you're gonna meet your meet your maker. Here we mm-hmm. go. Like at the hospital. Yeah. If you're yeah, if you're if you're done, it's like um, your poor in mother. Catholicism. Yeah. You have your you're baptized. You go through confirmation. It's a sacrament, right? It's, it's a sacrament. part of this. Mm-hmm. So it's like marriage, confirmation, baptism. It's one of it's one of the mm-hmm. steps that we do. As Catholics, we're mm-hmm. like, okay, we're gonna if we if we're gonna cross over, we need a priest, right, to right. let us to let us go, right. Do you do you have a memory of this happening? Oh yeah, oh my, oh, yeah, I remember twice. everything. It happened twice, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh, God. And it was, yeah. So it was just you know. So that stuff is icky. The second time, this is the was, most intense interview. This is we've pretty had. intense. Okay, go on, go oh, on. God, okay. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, okay, it's good. 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 Um, it's theatrical. The, no. Well, the second time was a little funny because my sister, I've always had, you can't see them, but I've always had very old lady hands. It's been a, my my <laughs> boyfriend now, he told me it was an affliction on our first date. He said, I'm sorry for your affliction. I'm like, they're not an affliction. You have, an, you have piano fingers. You have long fingers. They're long and they're they're wrinkly. They're very, but they've been that way my whole life. I mean, in kindergarten, kids tease me. So you're an old soul. I'm I was about to soul. say that, Susie. Very. You didn't. I, I was beat you to it. To. So, so I got dance. I got the credit. She's an old soul. I got the credit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girls, girls, you're both pretty. <laughs> but, you know, in kindergarten, nobody knows what an old soul is. No. Nobody cares. No. So I made up this story. I don't know where I got it, but I was in school with my cousin. And I was so sick of being teased that one day I finally said, I work with horses. And my cousin looked at me. That's a good one. I mean, I would have <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, nobody could, knew what to say. If you could pick one, be like, I can shoot lightning out of my fingers. Back right. off. But <laughs> work with yeah, horses. well, I should have thought of that. But no, I, yeah. you're a kid. Yeah, I know. Five. So I was five. Yeah. I, you know, whatever. So so then, so the second time I got my last rites given to me, my sister, the, the priest was anointing me with, with the holy oil. And my sister, as soon as he left, she took the oil off because they do the sign of the cross. Mm-hmm. Um and she took the oil from my forehead and she started rubbing it into my hands. And through her tears, she said, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's confused. You, you, you need oil for your old lady hands. You just need moisturizer. <laughs> my family was like, you're not going anywhere. Aww, you're fighting. You know? I love that. Yeah. So that's, it still makes me tear up, but it makes me laugh because I'm like, you know, there was still humor and she was scared. But Wait, she's I, like, have a que- I have a question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to raise my hand. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Do you remember anything? Okay, let's get into that. Oh, like okay. the crossover, any crossover, any light? Was there a tunnel? Light? light? Yes. Tell us light. about that. Well, I mean, there. you'll have to see my series. Okay, well, can you <laughs> but tell I mean, us a little bit about it? Well, the, the reality... Before we see your series. So, the, a teaser, a trailer? Yeah, so I mean, I saw a lot of light. I mean, there was a, a white gauzy light. I did not cross over. I did not... I didn't go through a tunnel. I didn't, mm-hmm. I don't remember any of that. All I remember is seeing a figure and a lot of white gauze, you know, in my mind. It was mm-hmm. just a lot of white, like mm-hmm. a white gauzy and a shadow, like a figure. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, a, a lot of people, my grandmother, before she died, she had had a, an experience. And for her, it was 
a mother figure. Mm. This was definitely a male figure. Mm. Um, and I just knew at the time, like I remember very consciously thinking, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Please, I'm not ready. I don't want to go yet. I, you know, wow. I, there's still so much I wanted to do. Ugh. But I remember I have thinking, roles to perform. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and literally, like, there were things that I that were going through my mind. I'm like, there's so much of the world I want to see. And Aww. but I remember thinking I hadn't. I didn't have regrets. I remember vividly thinking that, and I was only 22. You're so young. So, so then you know, and it was a very, very long horrible horrible experience and everything that could have gone wrong went wrong mm-hmm. i mean everything my cases in medical journals not my name but really I survi- yeah my i survived everything i mean they they had to i don't know how graphic but i mean they had to no we want to know get into okay. it girl so they they had to uh i developed a staph infection while i was in there so they had to cut me back open oh wide awake and my pulse <gasps> was so faint and i was so so sick they couldn't put me under again so they literally had me grab onto the guardrails of my bed. Oh my god! While they cut me up again. This is so traumatic. It was pretty intense. It, I mean, it was very intense, not pretty. Um, and then, uh, then I developed pancreatitis while mm. I was in there, oh. and no one knew what was going on. But they kept accusing me—well, not they—the doctor. Uh, he kept accusing me of being anorexic. Mm. And my mother said, no, she's, she's been thin her right. whole life. She's not, you know. And he said, well, she's she's not holding her food down. And she just keeps throwing up. And, you know, insurance is on my back. And we've got to, you know, get her out of here. And oh, my, my mother, God. She said, you know, do you think that maybe everything that's happened to her? I mean, they literally had to. It was because of what you did? Yeah. And it was all in your abdomen. It was all. They literally. So, hello. They, like- they took, when I woke up on the table and I felt everything. They literally took everything out yeah. and had to find where the tear was. Oh, my God. And then the, what I forgot to tell you was the vascular surgeon who saved my life, he's amazing, he was operating on a man next door. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was, you know, supposed to be under for 20 minutes max. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the anesthesiologist is the one who discovered I was starting to go. And because they were doing everything, you know, with the video screen and mm-hmm. the scope. And they called in. What the were they going in for to begin with? Exploratory. They thought they thought I had endometriosis. I was misdiagnosed for years. In the end, I mean now. Oi. I yeah. And I'm saying that as a Catholic girl, okay. right? Yeah. Well, you, Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, the they had to call in a vascular. He happened to be next door operating on a man. Happened. At a, the exact moment, I kid you not, he could leave the man on the table. He had less than five minutes mm. where he could leave the man open. Oh, my God. Rush into my operating room. He cut me up. Mm. You know, I have a scar from here to here, here mm-hmm. to here. Um, and so cut a me cross up. across your stomach. Yeah, like an upside down cross. Okay. And clamp my aorta. And started, you know, recycling my blood and um, transfusing me. And then he started, he found where the, the the cut was the common iliac artery, the right side. So he started repairing my artery. Had they cut you in surgery? There it was, was just a... a scope. It was a little scope through my belly button. But that had cut you and, that, and then that got infected? When the doctor, the 
who was doing the original the original laparoscopy it just it poked oh my, po- yeah my common iliac mm. so it, it there was never supposed to be cutting mm-hmm. it was just like a little people do this all the time yeah and they're at work the and next day yeah um so this vascular surgeon saved my life he literally he, and he saved my life and he said to my mother, he said, and he, this you is know, like a Grey's Anatomy he, story. He was, not, <laughs> right. he, he was not a religious man. It was not a Catholic hospital. And he said, I can't explain it. He said, by all medical standards, standpoints, your daughter should not be here. Wow. And he said, if I, if it had happened a minute earlier, a minute later, if she, and later on, he would come and visit me and he said, you're a fighter. You're, you know, you're a winner. Just yes, you, you are. Keep fighting. Yeah. And, you know, throughout the whole, I was there over a month. And um, everybody who would come in, and my dad and my great aunt, they would keep saying, you're Irish, you're Irish. Just keep fighting, keep fighting. (laughs) The fighting Irish. The fighting Irish. And after, I'm like, I'm I'm telling them to shut up. (laughs) I just, you know, it got to the point, like, I'm doing everything I can. Uh, But, um, yeah, I mean, it shaped who I am. It changed all of our lives. And it also became... not a marker for who I am, but in a way, yes, because it. I realized how grateful I was. I mean, the fact they didn't think I'd walk again. And once wow. I finally, you know, I, my sister and my mom would laugh because I, when I finally could start walking, I had these goals where I'd, I'd have to touch something before I felt like, okay, I touched that. Now I, now I can go sit down. So it got to the point where by the end of, I don't know, six, nine months, I always had to touch this one yellow pole in Sacramento <laughs> near my parents' house. And my sister would say, no, you got to get that yellow pole. Yeah, I got to get the yellow pole. And, you know, when we finally, you know, I would make little goals for myself, you know, it's that kind of stuff. But wow. yeah, so, so then on the positive side, when my dad got really sick, I knew how much it sucked because when I got out of the hospital, I was so skinny. I was 20 pounds skinnier than I am now. And, and I, you're very thin and I'm a love, thin woman. Thin, yeah, yeah, I'm a thin woman, and I was, you know, I mean, I was. I, they couldn't feed me, so I had to be fed through my neck. I was in, intubated. Uh, it was a TPN. They called mm-hmm. it total parental mm-hmm. nutrition, and so I just, you know, I withered away. I was getting nutrition, but mm-hmm. nothing from my mouth because I developed pancreatitis. No cake. No cake. <laughs> no nothing. No, not even water. Not even oh, ice. Wow. So um, when they released me, they said, okay, well, she's got to gain 20 pounds, but she can't eat any fat. She'll never be able to drink again. She'll, you know, but at that point I was so young, I hadn't developed a taste for alcohol, mm-hmm. but I was like, what? can I have chocolate? I mean, <laughs> my God, what? <laughs> Everybody know? needs chocolate. <laughs> so blah, blah, blah. So I knew how much it sucked. So when my dad got out of his, he had the quadruple bypass. He survived. Wow. He begged me to make something, and I knew how much. When you survive something that shitty, uh, can I say that on? Of course. Yes. Okay. And you survive it. You friggin' deserve something damn good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so he, we went shopping everywhere, you know, for treats that had no sugar, no salt, gluten free, and plant based. And there was nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. So we came home empty-handed. And his eyes. I mean, I just saw, and he said. Please, can you make something? And he's and, in recovery at this point. Oh, yeah. He was home at my parents' house after, you know, I, he was in the hospital. I'm going to say if with him after the bypass, probably 
10 days, two weeks. And was this shortly after what had happened? No. Okay, this, this was, is way this longer. Like, okay. Yeah, 16 years later. Oh, okay. But I, the look in his eyes, you know, it's my dad begging me, and I had been on his, you know, on a different level, but, yeah. you know, they had put me on such a restricted diet. It sucked. Yeah. And here he is. He's older than me. And, you know, I was like, oh, my God, Dad, I'll try. Okay. You know, and so then I, I had taken a, about, about a five-year break from acting to do this with, you know, Mac and Moe's. And I went to nutrition school because then I was just on a mission. I was on my more salacious mission to save my dad, to save the world, you know, and and just to, to educate myself and people and trying to prevent illness and shit from happening yeah. through food and, and fun stuff. And I thought health can be really depressing and sad. And so I made, I wanted to make sure everything that I did in my names were fun mm-hmm. so that it was not this, yeah. oh my God, here comes Maura with her. <laughs> or, you know, oh my God, this is her life story and it's awful and it's sad. And it, right, it's right. Because at like, some point people don't want to hear it anymore and you're like, but I want to tell you my story. Right. And it's it's a positive, a positive yeah. yeah. And so that's why I wrote Insult to Injury as a funny, as a comedy and um, can we go back yes. for a second? Mm-hmm. So you, how long did it take you to recover from this, oh. I would say, botched surgery? Mm-hmm. And then how did you integrate back into society? Oh, wow. That, I mean, it took me a long, many, many years. I can um, imagine. It's such I, a trauma. Yeah. I mean, because well, my whole stomach was cut open. And you don't realize how much you use your stomach mm-hmm. until it's your core is everything everything yeah so i had i I did have to relearn to walk um and is that because your abs were cut or yeah my common iliac the right so your aorta is the the main your main vein right right this is your aorta that's the vein that's returning the blood to your heart from your on your right side right yeah okay so that's the the one they nicked like the wishbone and did they think that you had nerve damage or why did they think you couldn't walk i from what i was told I probably I, I probably time. shouldn't have been able to walk. Um, when when your common iliac is cut, that's what I was told. Yeah, okay. often. So it could yeah. Don't. So it could have been from any. I'm just. I'm always trying to. I love I know. biology. She likes to figure it out. I used yeah, to want to be you, a doctor until. Oh you know, oh yeah. Well, then love, you probably would know better. I just no know that I'm no no. I, I never no. I never got even close. But like, I love the science behind it and. Mm-hmm. I like to argue with doctors. I like to understand because I think that in my personal experience, mm-hmm. and I have a sister, a, my, I love my sister-in-law. She's an ER doctor. Um, and, and doctors in general, surgeons in general, they give you prognosis and it's based on statistical evidence that they have right. and what they think, but that, that never means right. that you can't overcome what they're right. telling you. So I, oh, but I always like to know um, what they told you so okay and at that point there there was so much that they told me and I just there was so much the pancreatitis even was misdiagnosed and for weeks they kept trying to force feed me which was actually poisoning my pancreas um Mm. because by all nothing made sense and the 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 finally when I was diagnosed with it they said, well, it doesn't make sense. I mean, she's so young and she's pancreatitis is usually in an older, an alcoholic or somebody who's abused drugs or mm-hmm. somebody who's obese. And I was none of those things. You know, what's so interesting too is that, because um, uh, I have a background in massage therapy and mm-hmm. energy healing and a, a just a personal interest in nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that sometimes when you need to heal, your it, digestion takes so much energy, you get 
what is it, two, three three units of energy for every two spent. So there, there's so much energy that goes into even just digesting food mm-hmm. that sometimes when you need to heal, you actually need to not fast. eat. But they never, yeah, fast. But they never even, I've never heard a hospital, I don't understand why from their perspective, trying to fast someone or limit um, general caloric food, intake. caloric intake that they just need, you need to eat, you need to, and yes, you usually do need to eat, but sometimes your body to repair, I mean, that's what mm-hmm. your body's doing mm-hmm. when it's sleeping. Well, that's what animals do. Yeah, they is cellu- cellular when they rep- get sick. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, like when dogs eat grass, sometimes it's so they can throw right. up so that they don't have to digest. So. Right. But it's just so interesting to me, especially when you have this injury to your abdominal area. Right. No, it, well, we could go into a whole other. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so many tangents. So many tangents in that. Yes. They're, and off the air, I'll tell you another very disgusting story oh fantastic <laughs> so back to more delicious <laughs> yeah right i know right oh, back to, so so yeah so mac and Mose. i mean i look at this whole path and i'm like wow yeah it all does make sense why i'm doing everything i'm doing now and it does all tie together it's just my passions have completely merged and my mother when she watched the trailer she said i was laughing i was crying and she said i just am so amazed that you've actually been able you know 20 years later to turn this into something yeah powerfully fun she's like because there's nothing there was nothing fun about it that moment right? yeah and that's what we do because if we don't that's what turns us into people with depression and cancer mm. and all kinds of things because it's such a toxic way to look at things when you think mm. oh what happened to me is so horrible and i'm the victim and things like that and of course you have to go through that for a minute well, yeah but you got to yeah. pick yourself up and it's the people that don't pick themselves up that find mm. themselves in you know in in the depression and and having you know a lot of disease and so that's my goal in my life is to take all my traumas and turn them into something positive which mm-hmm. is what one of the reasons Susie and I started this podcast you know because that. we want to spread the, the awareness of health so we totally mm-hmm. get where you're coming from um and so I want to I, I just still want to go back for a second mm-hmm. and say how long did it take you to I, I, I know healing takes time but how mm-hmm. long did it t- truly take you to heal oh, and you can say you're still healing but I, yeah I feel- think I still I mean and I, I will forever have you know digestion mm-hmm. I have celiac disease so mm-hmm. that was diagnosed officially about two and a half years ago which in my mind I'm like that's probably what it was yeah that's what I was gonna say do you ago. think that it yeah. could just be a, a gluten allergy yeah but but what I don't like to sim- dwell on that what were the symptoms that you were experiencing that led them to do the, the oh gosh I had had so many so many like ovarian cysts and you okay. know a lot of things that happened. Oh, in the lady region. Okay, in the lady region. It, was, it wasn't like indigestion. Oh, there was or... stomach stuff too, but it was all. Too. It was everything was you know. And in hindsight, it can still. I mean, a lot of people with celiac have all those problems, mm-hmm. and they are misdiagnosed with endometriosis mm-hmm. and all these other things. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? And I don't want to dwell on it because it doesn't matter. <laughs> what happened happened, but yes. Some days I'm like, oh God, if they'd only know and like to test. Well, me it's for a for, that. for me, yeah. it's a forever representation of how complicated the human body yes. is. And just because you're experiencing uh, these symptoms does not mean, and you maybe you know. And I've known so many people actually with a lot of autoimmune friends of mine that have dealt with kind of vague autoimmune issues, mm. where they're like, well, 
you're supposed to have seven out of 12 of these symptoms to be this category, but right. you only have five. So we're going to put you in this box. And it's, it's, it's so complicated. And then you can Google any symptom or anything you're feeling. <laughs> right. and, and there 25 is, diseases. It can be as simple as acne all the way to autoimmune, auto way, all the way to cancer. And you're just like, well, I don't know. And right. now I'm scared. And, and Googling is so scary. Yeah, like, exactly. Don't Google, don't Google it. <laughs> yeah. That's why when we've talked to our functional uh, medicine yes. doctors, it's so interesting, especially in this day and age, because I know that probably did not even exist back when you were dealing with this, where they, they look at all systems together. Yeah from a medical perspective and how they dance and it is it is it is like a dance it is like a show it's yeah. choreography mm-hmm. and it's like the hormones do this and then the bones right. are going to do this yep. and the muscles and the and the nervous system it, it it's fascinating it is i totally agree it's it's completely fascinating and, and you and just knock one of those off kilter and oh yeah things can go haywire yeah well th- and this this is i just have to say this because you were doing a little dance Susie. <laughs> um, we're going into production in two weeks and episode two of insult to injury the song because every episode will have an original song that i wrote with my composer scott anthony mm-hmm. The second episode, our song is called Skeleton and Closet, and we have a skeleton, and we're doing a dance. And is it's a skeleton all about, dancing? Uh-huh, and it's all about all of my casts and crutches and all of the injuries I've had, and including an appendix and jar. So when you're doing that, wait, I can't wait to see I'm this. I'm not kidding. Wait, like, on the show, or it's you a, actually have It's show. a musical. It's a musical. It's I was just wondering if you musical. actually have your appendix in a jar. God, no, I don't. <laughs> No, but my this is the true story. That would so, be really interesting. No, the the doctor would. I I'd had my appendix. This should have been our Halloween episode. <laughs> it should have been. We can we can air it next Halloween. Yeah. When a year before I had the lapar the botched laparoscopy, um, I had my appendix had ruptured, and it burst in the doctor's hand. So the doctor actually asked my parents oh my if they wanted to see it my mother said god no you might just wait should we save it in a jar for more to see <laughs> my mother's like get it out no we don't wait, want to so see it. i have a funny story oh i answered a funny story uh, yeah. uh-huh. my dad had uh, a cyst on his neck actually like a fatty cyst that he uh-huh. went and had removed at uh-huh. the dermatology office and my brother comes home my dad had had some bacon and he'd had some bacon fat and he wrapped it in some cellophane and put it aside on in the kitchen and my brother comes home and he's like What's that? My dad's a practical joker. And he's like, what's that? And he's like, oh, that's from the doctor's office. That's my sis. Oh, my, my God. Brother that's nearly, my, oh my nearly God. threw up. And my dad had a great big laugh. <laughs> anyway, uh, fun with p- potential should, surgical exploits. I don't even know how to in, describe should we that. Should put that in skeleton and closet? I think so. <laughs> we, we, we might. I think you need to add that. Okay. We'll have to so At least a doctor is saying, would you like the burst of pen? Something. I, <laughs> that's funny. I mean, it, wasn't it Carol Burnett who said, come... I could be wrong, but I think she said comedy is tragedy over time. Or oh, was it's, it someone else? No, I think it was. Well, Carol Burnett's definitely said stuff like that. Like and, that. Yeah. Who said and that? I think uh, I thought it was. Google anyway. it. I just said don't Google, but now I'm saying Google. <laughs> uh, we can it, Google this. It's true. Comedy is tragedy over it, it, time. It is. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, now, and, and yes, I completely agree with it. But laughter is so close. And I'm going to script this whole, but you know, the, the saying of the, La- crying and there's only a, a thin line or whatever 
the heck it is between laughing and crying. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. basically the same emotion. It comes from the same place in yeah. our bodies. Well, it's a release. It is a release. I release. remember um, one of my acting teachers in college told us that um, he would tell this story about when he found out he was taking his SATs and um, four of his best friends were in a car and they had been hit by a drunk driver. And he found he walked out of SATs and he found that out and he said, I just started laughing harder than I've ever laughed in my life. He's like, and I felt so guilty, but it was the only way that my um, body was able to handle it because it was it couldn't it couldn't even cry because it because laughter much. and Ugh. crying comes from the same place and he was using it as an allegory for acting and how to access your emotions but I've never forgotten that I actually mm. had an experience actually driving over here because I've been dealing with some stresses and I was feeling pretty angry at someone and I was just Donald Trump no someone else <laughs> but yes him too that's the basis that's that's running in the background of my computer mind but I was feeling really angry at someone and I was just like god I just really want to kill him <laughs> and I and I normally wouldn't even let myself go there be like that's a bad thought you can't have that the Catholic girl like you can't have that thought that's not nice like you that, how be, dare you Susan? rise above it like he's a person like what just don't even think that and I was I let myself Again, I let myself just go there and I was just like, I just want to fucking kill him. <laughs> and I started laughing at myself and yeah. it released it. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. laughter and crying are both releases. I think mm-hmm. I think they're a, a, a different viewpoint. Like crying about it is really holding it personally to your heart or, or holding onto it and just kind of feeling the pain and laughter is just like, okay, I'm going to let that go. I that And I experienced that two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and I experienced it after the election episode of the Saturday Night Live did the election episode, um, and all I wanted to do was cry and be upset and be mad and be frustrated, and that episode, I just laughed so, so hard, and I feel like it's so silly, but SNL helped me heal. (laughs) It's not not silly, though. It's not silly. That's why comedy is so beloved. Yeah. You cannot walk around, like, if you walked around thinking about all of your tragedy or all the tragedies of humanity, like... You would never... We would not function. Right. House. Right. You never... I mean, my God. Right. No. It's cathartic. Comedy, I mean, yeah, comedy is released and it's cathartic and great comedy I would is- bet, and I don't know, but I bet the same hormone release happens when you cry or you laugh. Like, I bet it's just kind of a, your, your, your body kind of floods, like, just the, yeah. whatever hormone release it is. I bet it's the same. I'm going to have to look it up. I think you should Google that too. We have, we have a list <laughs> Maybe of I should have been Google. a doctor. I don't know. <laughs> There's still time. You could play a doctor. No. Well, I could play a doctor. You could play a doctor. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Carol Burnett did say it. I Googled oh, it. Thank you. Allison. She said. Validation. for Allison. <laughs> Comedy is tragedy plus time. Plus time. Yeah. I, I said overtime, like That's, over well, easy eggs. But still, it's the same. Plus time. Very it is. Plus. It is. It's plus time. So mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. that's exactly what you did. You found comedy with tragedy over time. Over plus time. time. Plus, plus time. time. Plus time. Who cares? Anyways. So <laughs> <laughs> tell us about your show. So so uh, I'm having a blast with it. And I have this amazing team. Um, Jenny Fawn is my director. And uh, Rob Schulte is my director of photography. Did you write all of it? Yes. Good job. And um, Jenny Fawn, who's my director for the, the next two episodes that we're shooting in two weeks. <laughs> she's been awesome. Because she's one of my dearest, dearest friends. And we've been friends for about 15 years. And I tease her that she, we're soul sisters. Mm-hmm. She's been on a role playing um, a lot of Polish women. 
lately and she's not polish but she's just been booking these tv shows playing a polish lady and i said well i'm i'm the irish woman and I, the, this tv show i just worked they put me in a black wig i said oh I, i'm i'm the fake black irish uh <laughs> on tv and you're the the fake polish but she's pushing me so hard no, it can be funnier. No, I, I'm pushing you because it can be, this can be, it's so unique. It's so, it's so great. She said, I just wanted this to be the best, best, best. And she said, you can tell me to go F myself. Or I said, no, this is great. I mean, she yeah. really is. But it's wonderful because I feel so inspired. And yes, at times I'm like, oh my God, don't give me any more notes. I just want to, you know, I want to shoot this and be done with it. But every day there's, you know, the phone calls and the texts. I had this idea. What do you think? And I said, oh, yes, I love that. I love that um, creative collaborative it's process. It's so exciting. And it's not just me in my head, like, you know, writing. And I stopped sharing it with my family because my mom would say, well, that's not exactly. And Why are you yeah, making no. me sound, sound like that? I, I, I don't sound nice. <laughs> I said, mom, you sound human and funny and it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, you well, can't do that. Yeah. You can't so let I, them know I, anything. Yeah, so I, I stopped. I stopped. Oh. And you now they, you they let them see, see the finished product. Yes. yes. <laughs> and my sister. And love it. My sister is, is coming for the first weekend that we're shooting. Um, she came to the pilot. We shot the pilot in Vegas. So she came, my boyfriend came and they helped. They did everything and. Um, you know, like PA is extraordinaire. Um, and so she's flying from Sacramento to help with the, oh, the nice. first weekend. Yeah. Awesome. So I told her, I said, you can read the scripts. You can't give me notes, but you can read the scripts. And <laughs> um, I, I sent her some casting, you know, ideas I had. She's like, okay, yes, I like that. Oh, yeah, he's really good. You know? <laughs> um, and now we're casting her role. And so she's like, well, no, no. You know, this person has to be really cute, really. <laughs> um, so it's been really wonderful. And then um, my composer, Scott Anthony, we just recorded two of the songs because we're doing two two episodes. And he's great because he's even, you know, he's composing fantastic music. I, I told him for Skeleton and Closet, I said, I want, you know, think Monster Mash meets Rocky Horror Picture Show. And he nailed it. I mean, so fun. So Ooh, awesome. I can't wait to hear this. It's really cool. And then he's even pushing. You know, he's like, okay, you could do better on the lyrics here. Okay, I'm still not sold on this one. I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, you know. <laughs> so it, but the team that I've assembled and I, I made sure that, because so much we do now is on the internet. It's emails and phone calls. Yeah. And it's LA. So meeting people face-to-face -face is such a pain in the ass. Half the it time. rarely happens. I it, can't believe we're all here. I know. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> I know. But so I just said, you know, whoever I bring on this team, because it's such a personal story and it is my baby, um, I just want to make sure that I know in the room and where we're shooting in a very small space. And I said, I just want to make sure everybody's a great person. You know, yeah. I know they're all talented, but I want to make sure the energy, you know, the energy mm -hmm. and the personalities and we're yeah. all in this cohesive goal together. And well, they're helping it, tell your story. Yeah. Well, that's where magic happens, too, you know. And it is. And this production designer, Caitlin, um, I can't even pronounce her last name. It's D-Z-U-I-B-A. Zubia. Oh, my God. I totally botched it up. <laughs> but she's great. And she's got all these creative ideas. And she's quirky and so she said, well, what do you think of this? I said, I like it. And she said, well, what, you know, I want your, and I said, I'm trusting you. This is, this is why I brought you on because I want your vision too. I want everybody to feel that they have, you know, room to play. So it's not just me telling them what to do. And do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's, it's fun. And yeah, it's well, my. Congratulations on, on getting this far and assembling a team. That's a lot. I mean, coming from someone who's 
still trying to do it. Allison's going to help me produce oh, my short film. Yes. But, yes, but no, but no, but uh, congratulations on getting this far because it's, it's a big accomplishment. And then if you're actually proud of the work and, and happy with it, that's phenomenal. And I can't wait to see it. Well, I, and I, I want to see the exploding appendix in and, someone's and, hand. <laughs> and I, I can't wait to see it. We haven't shot the next two episodes. This is, you know, well, it's we're, a work in, we're in pre-production, but the pilot yeah. we're really happy with. And um, yes. So well, we watched, yeah, so, we, we, we rolled it beforehand. It looks so, good. So, we'll, you know, talk to me in three weeks. Okay. All right, we will. Make, make sure that, you know, but <laughs> but I mean, I'm excited with, you know, I'm inspired and I wake up every morning like, you know, it's, it's also more, brave to put out your own yeah, it's story. Scary. Yeah. It's scary. It's scary. Even, even if you it like, because uh, even if you try to remove yourself from it or change names or whatever you do, uh, it's still personal. And, it's and so it's, personal. It's very brave to do. So congratulations. Thank you. And, and yeah, and I'd be lying if I said I you know even my boyfriend said you have to start showing you know i said i don't want to i don't want to launch the trailer yet i what if they don't like it what if you know (laughs) he said oh you've got to start trusting it you know you wrote this you shot it you have to start i'm reading a great book what um, is it called how to be a badass Ooh, and i'm thinking (laughs) we should invite the the author on our show and in it she came um a lot of it was Kind of stuff we already know. Make a vision board. Be mm-hmm. positive. Believe in yourself. Love yourself. The secret. But the, yeah. But <laughs> there was one part of it that was really resonated with me, and it was, <clears throat> um, in terms of fear, mm-hmm. does the does your faith in yourself outweigh the fear that you have, or the uh, does your faith in yourself outweigh the fear of the unknown? Mm-hmm. And that was so like summating so much that I've already, I already kind of know that in many men, but it was one sentence. I was like, oh, or, and then right below it, she had the same thing. Or does your fear in the unknown outweigh your faith in yourself? And so when you're doing something like this and stepping out and telling your own personal mm-hmm. story and having to trust cinematographers and, and, and lyricists and musicians and all this stuff, that, that for me, for myself, when I read that, I was like, that, that's my mantra. I actually yeah. wake up and I'm like, I ask myself, I'm like, does my the faith in myself mm-hmm. outweigh my fear? And I'm like, yes. Even it if ha- it doesn't. It, even I, if it doesn't, you have, it to, gives, you have to say. It gives me a moment yes. of pause and go, oh, yeah, okay, that's what this is. Uh, my fear of the unknown. Okay. Right. Well, we always yeah. have that. We never know what tomorrow is. It's gonna never going to go away. So it's no. what are we telling ourselves? What affirmations are we saying? Are we saying, I am scared? Or are we saying, I am brave? I'm excited. Are we waking up in love and fear? When that, are we excited? But when fear yeah. grips you, it can really be overwhelming. Oh, for oh, sure. sure. And so to, to, to innervate it, to kind of just like it cut the electricity off, it's yeah. just to go faith in myself. Yep. As opposed to the fear of the unknown. Like, I don't know. I, I don't that. know if that helps yeah. you, but no, it, use it, it if it does. Thank you. I, I will. And I'll, I'll credit you. You don't have to. It's not even mine. So. Susie. Susie. It's not even mine. Susie I'm from the Food Heals Podcast. But that's like when we started the show, and I believe it was episode two or three, Susie, where we had to tell our personal stories. And I I don't know if you can tell from the episode. It's very early. You know, it's over. It's like, you know, almost two years ago. We were nervous. And I was scared to put my I story out there. amazing. <laughs> Actually, I, I was nervous. I think it was that episode where I dropped my guard. For the you, first time, yeah. Because yeah. even even if I was, I, I to be honest, I have it. I don't remember. I have to go back and listen. I uh, I think, <clears throat> and I hear this with various uh, things like moth recordings. You know, mm-hmm. when they ever do NPR yeah. moth recordings, yeah. where it's I just the layperson telling their story, and yeah. it's like you can hear them start off nervous, and once they're really just getting into their story, yeah, it's like no, this is what happened. Right, come hell or high water, like this is my experience. Maybe it might help you. 
You're because right. this sucks. Yes. yes. Right? And that's what your Amen that's what that. your web web series is about. Yeah. Well, it's also to entertain. I mean, well, it's but, well, but to, yes. of course. But to, but that's your power. But, but your story yes. is your power yes. and you're going to use it to entertain, to make a change, to make people laugh. Yes. Make them Sorry, feel that's better. what I meant to say. What well, that's yeah. what storytelling is about. Yeah. Um we, you know, all the archetypal myths it's like we gravitate towards really good stories because we understand and we we actually i think heal from them whether we deal with something like that or not mm-hmm. that's why we love really good shows like Grey's Anatomy right. or don't know why do we keep going back to that one i haven't <laughs> watched that in years don't know me. were you on Grey's Anatomy i think <laughs> I should probably, be. Probably, probably there was one about her and they just didn't name right, her. Right, they didn't name Oh my God, I'm obsessed with Westworld. Yeah. And that is so good in Ooh, terms of just so good. So many human themes um, laid on top of each other. I mean, that, that's why we're attracted to storytelling. Story. Oh yeah, Whether absolutely. that be through an audiobook or a web series mm-hmm. or a movie or a, yeah. a, a novel. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, and I'm Irish. So we are master storytellers. Yes. We, you know, that's... <laughs> the, there was a, a famous Irish quote, because um, I, I use, I start each episode off with a, an Irish quote. Mm. Um, and there was one that I found that it was so great. It says, never let a, never let, never let a, a wee, a wee, a wee bit of a lie get in the way of a great story. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's oh, I great. love that. But yeah, no, I totally agree. And, and every time somebody shares their story with me, I'll take something away. Maybe it wasn't even something that they intended to, yes. sh- to share, but I'm like, oh my God, you know, and I'll think about it or I'll do something because of it. Um, so yeah, I, I do agree with, with what you said. That is so true. Every time we have a guest on, such mm-hmm. as yourself, I take something away and I'm learning every single day and it's amazing. Yeah, I love, I that's, that's why, you know, I'll, I also think it's what draws people to LA too. Right? In yeah, a way. to create we're, their we're own dreamers. new story. Yeah. I, say, yeah. I say I'm a dreamer who does. We're dreamers who do. Love that. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back to hear more of Maura's stories. And more of Mo. More of Mo. <laughs> Coming up next, we're going to talk about her 30-day detox, her 20-day ultimate more salicious. <laughs> I had to say it slow. Okay, people. <laughs> detox and more about Mac and Mo's. Today's podcast is sponsored by Gunas, an independent fashion label with a cause. We've all been there, walking past a shop and your eye gets drawn to the perfect bag, but oh no, it just happens to be made of leather. And then you have to walk away. I mean, that's me. And that can be hard, right? Because we all want nice things. But let's face it, the leather is cruel. It's cruel to the animals, cruel to the environment, and cruel to the people who have to work with it. But with Gunas, you don't have to worry about the ethics because every single one of their beautiful, fashionable bags is 100% vegan and 100% sweatshop free. I like that. Guna's bags are made without any animal byproducts, no silk, no wool, no leather or fur. They don't even use PVC, nickel, lead or vinyl because of the harmful effects on our planet. Whether you're looking for a clutch bag, shoulder bag, crossbody bag, tote, wallet, flat bag or even a backpack, Gunas has got you covered with five collections of stunningly designed ethical bags. I mean, they've got the Glam collection, which is sparkly and glittery, and they've got the Angel and Rebel collections that Susie loves, which are super vibrant and colorful. And they work with any outfit, whether you're going to that cute little vegan restaurant with your man, or on a night out with friends, or just doing your everyday stuff. 
you can rock the vegan look with one of these bags. And of course, you know that we scored an exclusive discount for you, Food Heals Nation. Go to gunasthebrand.com, use the coupon code FOODHEALS, and get 20% off your order. You're listening to the Food Heals Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. All right, Food Heals Nation, we're back with Mo, the founder of Mac and Mo's, which is changing the way that we eat snacks and treats. So I know we started to get into it, but let's really delve into Mac and Mo's. And we know you started it in honor of your father. And tell us all about it. So my dad, Mac, his nickname is Mac. Mm -hmm. And my nickname is Mo. So cute. Um, So when he, he survived quadruple bypass surgery. And when he came home, he was on such a restricted diet. And like I said earlier, I had been on such a restricted diet and um he was craving as we all do in my family crave treats big sweets people and most of my family's diabetic so (laughs) you know it's it's a very real thing um so my mom and i had literally gone to every natural food market in sacramento where i grew up Mm -hmm. where my parents and my sister still are and couldn't find anything that that matched what he was allowed to eat so we came home empty-handed. And I mean, we'd gone to over five stores. So he looked at me, he said, oh God, please, you're the baker. Can't, can't you bake something? And I said, dad, I know how to have sugar and I know how to have fat. You know, like I know how to put everything in half, but I I, I don't know how to bake without salt. I mean, because baking soda has salt, baking powder. I'm like, I don't know how to. Yeah. Can you try? You can try. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. So I said, Mom, <laughs> get back in the car. We're going. So I we went back to the same stores, and I just kept buying stuff, like reading every in- label. Mm-hmm. And by the fifth store, my mother said, what in God's name are you going to make? And I said, I have no idea, but I have to try. Yeah. Because I just kept buying stuff that had no salt, no sugar, no, you know, no crap. And so... I, my sister was, you know, at my m- mom and dad's house, and we were in the kitchen. So I said, okay, you're going to be the taste tester. I'm just going to keep whipping stuff up. And, you know, the first few batches, she's like, oh, God, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then once we, you know, we came up with something that we thought was good, you know, we'd let dad try it. And the first few, he's like, mm, no, no. And finally, I'm like, okay, you know what, dad? <laughs> I've been in here for a few hours. You're going to you're going to like something. Yeah. You're just you know, throw them all off from the train. Like you're going to start liking something or you're going to go to bed. Right. So, finally, I came up with the chocolate chip more delicious treat mm-hmm. and he loved it. So Ooh. then I I just made a whole batch and my sister and my mom and my dad and I were just like pigging out on the chocolate chip. We hadn't called it I hadn't called it more delicious yet and I hadn't come up with the name Mac and Moe's. But we were like, these are magic. This is heaven. So then my dad's like, make more, make more. So I just kept making them. And finally, like, okay, uh, you know, you got to eat other stuff because Momo's tired. Yeah. So then I, I finally got back to LA because I was up there in Sacramento for quite a while helping out. Mm-hmm. Um, went back to LA and one of my friends tried them. She's like, oh my God, they're so good. Can I share some with my husband? He loved them. He shared them with his friend. She happened to own a little yogurt store in Westwood. And she called me and she said, I want to start selling these. Wow. And I said, well, they're, they're not for sale. <laughs> and she said, well, we, we want to sell them. And I said, well, I, I'm an actor. I'm not a, this is not what I do. I'm not a, you, you weren't know. a chef or a no, baker. No, I'm like, I'm not a 
baker. I'm not, I mean, uh, you know, she said, well, don't you want to sell them? And I said, well, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so then I remember vividly, I was pumping gas on the phone, which is a no-no. And my sister said, well, is it? Well, according to my mother, it's bad because you can <laughs> explode or something, you know, something horrible. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know. I mean, then I I'll go- Google it. Yeah, Google it because <laughs> I read at one point it was an old wives' tale. Then I read that there were stories where people were on their cell phone and the gas tank spontaneously go. combusted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, so I don't advocate doing it just because, you know, <laughs> if something happened, I'd feel really guilty. Um, and then my mother would say, I told you. But um, my sister had said to me on the phone, she's like, okay. Here's the deal. If somebody else does this and they're really successful, are you going to be pissed? And I said, well, yeah. Litmus test. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And she said, well, then I think you need to go for it. Yeah. But in hindsight, had I known how challenging and how difficult it was, there's a reason no one had what I created mm-hmm. on the market. Because what I have created, it's still not on the market. I am the only product out there that has that's perishable no preservatives no soy gluten-free no sweetener uh there's one gram of sugar and the sugar in the chocolate chip is from the dark chocolate yeah um and the pumpkin cranberry it's from the uh uh, fruit juice Mm -hmm. sweetened cranberry but Mm -hmm. that's the one gram of sugar there's no sweetener in the bait there's nothing and it's fruit sugar because sugar will preserve well, sugar right. and salt are mm-hmm. preservatives. Mm-hmm. So there's no salt. There's no, And I said, oh, my gosh, this is why these don't exist. This is why people like my dad don't have alternatives. But I am committed. And I said, I don't want to be in the cookie business. There's, I mean, you've got a, oodles and oodles and oodles through the center aisles of the grocery stores of cookies. Mm-hmm. Even gluten-free, even vegan cookies, they're still full of crap. They're just... They have the health halo because they're, oh, they're gluten-free or they're vegan. Mm-hmm. Mine really are like the hardcore, <laughs> pure, like I call myself the Laura Ingalls. They're not the Nellie Olsons. <laughs> they're the Laura Ingalls. <laughs> so, you know, I'm this pioneer who's trailblazing. I'm still waiting, you know. But pretty soon I got, I'm in about over 30 natural food markets. That's awesome. That's so amazing. So it's pretty yeah. cool. But it's, it's a lot of work. And it, yeah. Susie, it's almost harder than acting and it's which is crazy is it harder to sell your cookies more treat your morsels i'm sorry they're not, co- they're not cookies. they're not cookies they're not cookies they're harder to sell your morsels as opposed to selling yourself as an actor because because uh it took me a long time but mm-hmm. acting at, as a profession is sales you mm-hmm. are your own product so yes. what's harder they're both hard and well, what's mother, harder in terms of sales uh, it's equal and my mother every day says, you picked the two hardest paths. And I really have. But I think that that's also part of my personality. I'm not looking for, I mean, I, yeah, I, of course I'm looking for, I would love some financial success. <laughs> Let's be honest. But but I. That's not why you went into challenge. It. Yeah. And I wanted to help my dad and people like him. Yeah. And now I'm committed to that. Mm-hmm. And even with this web series, people are like, what is that the musical comedy? But you know, you're suing your guardian angel, you know. And I said, they said, well, that I don't understand where to put that. And I said, that's okay. It's one day people will get me or not. Well, and some people <laughs> get it right away, and some people it may yeah. take time, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah, and exactly, and but it's what makes me tick. I yeah. mean, that's what I was saying to my mom. She said, obviously, she said, because you've 
chosen these two things, two paths that are so challenging. And yet it is what makes me thrive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yes, of course, there are days when I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? But for the most <laughs> I part. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> do you? <laughs> I do. I do. It's, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, and and to the lay person, some people are like, well, it's crazy. Just stop it. Just go do something normal. Yeah, no. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's not a choice for us. No. And so I'm like, someday somebody will understand. (laughs) (laughs) They'll get me. (laughs) But you do so much because you're also an integrative nutrition certified health coach, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I went went to nutrition school. So I was doing my own demos. So when when you have a food company, I I learned literally the first six months I formed my corporation Mm -hmm. for Mac and Moe's. I my brain I thought I can't I can't learn any more three three letter codes. There were UPCs and SOS and I'm like, oh my God, GMO literally. GMO, I, oh my job. OMG. OMG, yeah. <laughs> LOL. So it was like all these three coded so I would go and do my own demos in the stores because you have to sell yeah. your product. We always see people doing demos, especially right. in LA and they're it, always vegan, gluten free, blah blah right. blah. Yeah. And I would start having people kind of get very defensive people are very 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 defensive about food choices they can be yeah they can be and it's the natural food market i mean you kind of get the you can get some crazies Mm -hmm. so i had some people attack me Mm -hmm. you know oh so what you think splend is bad or you 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 think yes yeah sorry that's me yeah Yeah, no it's horrible yeah and so, so what? So you think that the, the 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 treats for your dad? You think this is going to save him? It's going to cure him? And I said, I think it's going to make him happy, mm-hmm. and it's not going to hurt him. Yeah. And like the other oh, so, treats would. Yeah. And I, he said, Oh, so you so you're saying you know agave? You can't. I said he's diabetic. And mm-hmm. so what's sodium? We our bodies need sodium. He's a heart patient. You mm-hmm. know, he's restricted. And then I started getting really defensive. There was one demo I literally packed up and left. I got wow. in my car. I said, and I thought I was going to just start screaming at the person or crying and i'm like i'm just going home i did this for my dad i didn't do this for people to yell at me right i'm not trying to be the new face of whatever i'm just trying to help the people that want to be yeah and that's and i said i'm not trying to tell you you have to eat this way i'm just saying here's an alternative and and they're only looking at you as a reflection of what's wrong with themselves and they don't realize it at the time but has nothing to do with you Right, but that's the evolved. Oh, of course. In the moment, you're like, "F you, yeah." (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to help my dad. Yeah. So no, I think what you said is so uh, pertinent. Uh, People are very have very strong opinions about their food choices, and like I have encountered people. I think Splenda is horrible. So is Sweet and Low. So is Equal. Mm-hmm, it's the, mm-hmm. the the worst shit you could have. Like one of the. Mm-hmm. It's worse than white it's, sugar. It's yeah. way worse than white sugar. People, oh, yeah. And people totally. Think, and thank you, FDA. People think that it's fine, especially with diabetics. I encountered diabetics yeah. that are like, oh, no, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's, it, no, it's not. It's mm-hmm. chemicals. Mm-hmm. And it's been b- bombarded with, with hydrogen atoms or whatever they do to it that make it not sugar. Mm-hmm. So your body's going... Oh, I don't know, know what, what this is. is. Right. I'm going to stick it in your liver because I just I right. don't even recognize it. That's not better. Mm-hmm. No, that and then they have the cancer warnings or whatever on the packets, and they mm-hmm. it, you know clear themselves of any kind of possible wrongdoing because everything's okay on trace amounts. Right until right. you until you until have you, that. But we don't have trace amounts of anything. No, right. we don't. Well, and that's the thing. Like I and I and I would say this to 
and I still say it to my clients, but I will say, I'm not going to eat anything. Like, I'm not going to put anything into my products or advocate anything that I personally won't eat. Yeah. So if I won't personally put it in my body, it's not going into Mac and Mo's. It's Good not going into you. my mix. It's not going into. And then I actually had a number of people say, oh, what? Are you a, are you a doctor? Are you a nutritionist? Huh. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I... So... You're like, is that a Cut, challenge? So you went to nutrition so, school. So I went to nutrition <laughs> school. But, and this is a true story. So a couple of years after my dad survived, you know, and Mac and Mo's was my life. I had put acting on the back burner. And it wasn't really a conscious choice. It was just there was no time. Yeah. So I was turning down auditions and turning down work because literally I was renting a space in a kitchen in Pasadena. And my boyfriend, I would drive there and, you know, start baking and hand scooping everything and it was wow. literally that was that's my work. life and yeah. i started getting up at four o'clock in the morning that mm. oh that's yes. why yes, that's why and then making my own deliveries to stores and you know that was so my dad law i they lost a huge trip it was a trip of a lifetime when he had the quadruple bypass they were supposed to go to china for a month mm-hmm. and my dad didn't buy the travel insurance so i had to call the company i said my dad's in icu like he's not they're not going to china but please can can we extend can we get a a, not a refund but can you know in in a in a year maybe two years maybe he'll be able to go and the company kept saying no 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 and i've of course you know took it so personally and i said He's he's you know he, my dad is in ICU and he's you know he he's he could be dying and you, you all he kept asking was you know we're still gonna go to China right we're oh still, my so, god how heart wrenching yeah so my mother said don't say anything so that was my mission at the mm-hmm. time just to get that trip saved for them oh. so finally it got to the point I said you don't know who you're dealing with like I'm the Irish girl who survived <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> shit. she's Irish yeah and I survived a lot and I'm fighting for my dad now. So I went to the local news station in Sacramento. Good for and, you. And I did this whole beautiful letter. And I sent it in an email and I copied this travel company. Within five minutes, I got a call from one of Five the, minutes? I swear to God, five minutes. Yes. Phone call from, uh, it wasn't the president, but it was like a big, big. Executive. A big this. executive. Yeah personally offering you know just don't don't post that and we're going to give your parents they have two years to use the da 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 oh. but you say and i want an upgrade and i said <laughs> i said shame on you for making me go this far and you know you should have done this at the goodness of your heart you yeah. know based on what happened to my father but you know and he and then he said but i'm going to do this and it's completely against our policy blah blah, blah. i said i don't care your policy it's about people sometimes yeah. it's just about people and yeah. um and he said well just promise that your dad will buy travel insurance next time he said oh he will trust me <laughs> so and as a thank you my dad said you know he was so grateful because i saved you know this trip was a big trip and it was you know it was a trip of a lifetime so it was a lot of their money that you know so he was very grateful so he said what do you want what do you want i said i want to go i want to go to tahiti so, because he said, I want to take everybody on a trip as a thank you to you. And I said, well, just send me. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> so he booked us a trip. And my boyfriend, my sister, mom, dad, and I went on a cruise to Tahiti. Wow. 
And so a week before we left, they wanted to put in a pacemaker for my dad. And he's, wait, no, we'll wait. We'll wait till after. But the doctor said, well, then you have to be extra, extra good on this trip. And by then I was already immersed in Mac and Moe's and everything. And I'd been studying my butt off on nutrition, but I hadn't been in school. And so my parents still thought I was very extreme with my Mm -hmm. ideas and food choices and what I was trying to get them to do. And so I made my dad promise that he would be good. I said, if you're not going to get the pacemaker before we go, you know, I don't want any crap happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll be good. I'll be good. So the night before the cruise was to end, my dad legally died in front of all of us. And it was the most horrendous thing we have ever, ever, ever. Um, and I'm so sorry. But he, they revived him. <gasps> Whoa! He legally died. Legally died in front of us. I was not the, expecting to hear that. Wait. Oh, I yeah. know, because I was like, on the website, no. it says he's alive. I'm no, so he is alive, and he's still alive. Okay. So he... <laughs> fighting Irish. The fighting Irish. both of you. I mean, well, that's the thing. Holy so my mom crap. is like, oh, Jesus, Mary Joseph, I have to stay healthy, because back and more, you know? <laughs> so he... My jaw's open. My jaw's dropped. No, it was... It was it changed all of our lives and it changed me i think almost at one point for the worse at, at some point because i'm like basically M- doug my boyfriend my sister shauna we all were and i say this and you don't know because t- to anybody else they're like stuck in tahiti we were stuck in tahiti um when they finally got him stable enough they had to keep him on the nope, ship. I get it. For, I was stuck in the Netherlands once. Okay, and it sucks. When it you're, does. Yeah, it does. Because you're because it used to be a paradise, and now you're like, I it's can't hell. leave. Can't yeah. leave. And my dad was in a coma in ICU oh in a God. Tahitian hospital, and no one spoke English. Oh my god, no one. So, French? and I'm. Did they it was all French. French. Yeah. So I, this is what I did. I I don't speak French. So I pulled out every baking term I knew, every ballet term I learned, every French song <laughs> I learned. And I was trying to communicate. And then um, Doug and Shauna finally had to fly back to California. And I stayed with mom. And we were in this, you know, little, the owners were wonderful. But it was, you know, kind of a crappy motel. But mm-hmm. it was right near the hospital. Mom and I were eating at the friggin' Bonjour, which was like the AMPM. Mm-hmm. Um, instant coffee. Like, the, this was our... It was like your hospital food. Yeah, it was hell. And um, I was using their computer. The The motel people, the manager, the owner of the motel was amazing. They let me use their computer, but we were on fumes, no mm-hmm, sleep, and mm-hmm. just like, is dad going to make it or not? Right. And we couldn't understand the doctors. Mm-hmm. All I could understand was, sel et sucre très dangereux pour le coeur, which is salt and sugar, I very dangerous sugar, for, yeah. the cart, yeah. for the heart. Mm-hmm. So I'm like... They knew what he had eaten the night before. And I was like, I was so mad at him at the time. Because I'm like, oh, God, I told him he had to be good. And yeah. now we're in this freaking ICU right. shit hospital that no one speaks English. And mm. um, the computer, so I was trying to get in touch with everybody in the States. 
And I'm typing. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell? The computer was in French. So all the keyboard oh, yeah. was completely different. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all I didn't even know. I had to look at every letter. I'm like, I don't understand how to type on this. And oh, even God. Google was different. Everything was different. So oh, I lost it. I was just sobbing uncontrollably. I'm like, <gasps> and my mom, I was the one who was keeping it together, like for insurance totally. and all of that. And um Finally, I I can't do it anymore. I I'm giving up Mac and Moe's, and I'm I'm just I'm. And my mom said, "Mora, cookies crumble, morsels do not." <laughs> oh my god! I was like, I was like, hashtag, who the hell are you? And I was like, and I started laughing. My, she's like, "Do not, do not," and literally. When we finally got the medic and the okay, and when Dad came to and we got, you know escorted back on a plane mm. to the states the next day and i, I said to my boyfriend i said i'm i'm, I'm done with mac and Mose. i'm done i'm gonna go back to acting the next day i enrolled in nutrition school <laughs> go, go figure. <laughs> so that became yeah wow yeah so that was i was like i guess yeah i'm i'm really committed now so that's Long story short. Well, you have quite good stories. Thank you for sharing them with us. Mara. Thank you for listening. Yeah. So I know you have some detoxes. I do. Tell yes. us about those. So um, I have a more salacious 21-day detox because, as you know, it takes 21 days to start a new habit yes. for it to form, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of clients will come to me because they either want to lose weight or they just want to get healthier or alleviate some pain, um, eat cleaner, better skin. Yep. And so my 21-day and 30-day detox is all about eating real food. And it's exactly what you had said at the beginning of this interview. And my my belief and my rule is 85%, if, if you're eating clean, real, whole food, 85% of the time, you know, and that's kind of a detox. If you're, because most yeah. of us are eating on the go, processed mm-hmm. food, eating out. Yep. That doesn't count. Right. It's if you're, I mean... Because of my because of celiac too, I I pretty much cook all my meals. Yeah. I'm never without my food bag. Mm-hmm. I travel with a food bag. Yeah, uh, at the airport, trust me, it's a whole thing. I've got <laughs> multiple food bags. Oh, yeah, but um, it's it's about you know eating and and finding really fun and tasty like this your guacamole that stuff. It's stuff that will satiate people, but also real has like this health is benefits. yeah health benefits yes. so it everything is optimal nutrition and mm-hmm. so are you feeding your body are you feeding your soul are you feeding and it also the detox that i teach and that i advocate incorporates social and exercise and pure you know drinking water mm-hmm. and things that you really love like if you love wine maybe it's not part of the first 21 days right maybe maybe on a Sunday, you know, so you don't deprive yourself. I personally, I'd given up coffee for a couple of years mm-hmm. and I was in New York for the past two years, kind of off and on reviving my acting career. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't get, when I was out and about and it's winter, I make a an unsweetened cocoa, a more salacious mojo at home that's Yum. to die, to die. That sounds so good. But I couldn't get it anywhere. They don't sell yeah, it anywhere because right. everyone puts sugar and crap oh, and everything. Oh, yeah. It's so hard to find like, like a healthy latte. Right. In LA, yeah. it's actually not as bad. LA is better. But yeah. but still, like they want to put sweetened or straight. Right. So I finally was like, I'm better off just getting, you know, espresso or coffee. Mm-hmm. It's pure. And 
I'm like, oh, God, it's good. I really like it. So, <laughs> you know, those things. I'm like, okay, yeah. so it's not maybe perfect, but there are health benefits to that too. Mm-hmm. And it makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, yeah. So with people on my program, yes, you eat guacamole. Yes, you eat avocado. But you better make it or you better know what's in it. You better be able to read all the ingredients. You better, you know, know it's not coming from not to single out fast food restaurants no but this is so true i just had guacamole the other day Mm -hmm. at um it wasn't a fast food restaurant it wasn't a fancy Mm -hmm. restaurant it's kind of in between Mm -hmm. and um i was like okay the only healthy option that i see here is just guacamole so that's what i'm gonna eat and Mm -hmm. and so the guacamole was the only option that seemed healthy to Mm me Mm -hmm. out of everything that they offered there so i ordered it and my stomach started hurting about 30 minutes later and i know it was because that guacamole was processed it was probably Uh, full of chemicals it was mm -hmm. probably not made fresh Mm -hmm. and i kind of knew it going in there but i was like look i have to make a decision i'm hungry right. and I don't want to not eat and it's so unfortunate because I know if I make it at home it is pure it is delicious and my stomach never hurts, hurts. right because avocado is so amazing yeah I mean, the, oh my god it's, and I put pineapple in it I do all kinds of oh stuff. yeah See, yeah 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 <laughs> it's it's real so that's that's my detox and that's my idea of a detox and people are like oh you can eat on it and I said yeah because you're eating real food like you're eating it's nutrition and if you are really eating optimal nutrition you you don't need to take a ton of vitamins a ton of supplements because you're getting your yeah vitamins through the food and so uh, this workshop that i i just taught two weeks ago for uh kids for big brothers big sisters mm. it was three weeks ago actually um about eating the rainbow and i'm a huge advocate i said if you eat the rainbow every day you're getting your micronutrients if you're really eating from the rainbow every day in every color and you know, there's it's nature's but don't you pharmacy think that a lot of unless we're eating organic we're not necessarily getting all the nutrients well yeah yes you're right because it's i not, do eat organic you know, yes. organic it's not rainbow. Like soil it, organic and also picked fresh i mean like things are picked and then they're left to ripen in the few days but days or weeks before you get them and so Th- that's very true i mean and i'm not saying don't take vitamins or supplements but i say but i don't take a lot of them and I, I cook almost all my own food, mm-hmm. mainly because I have to, you mm-hmm. know, but I, I, and I do buy most organic, not all organic, but most, especially anything from the Dirty Dozen, I will not buy. Well, can we tri- talk about that? What's on yeah. the Dirty Dozen list? Oh, gosh, apples, um, grapes. Avocado is pretty safe because it's such a hard So rind, it's stuff so with a thinner skin. Or thinner, thinner skin outer, and heavily yeah. pesticide. Um, you can go on the website because it changes mm-hmm. every few months. Seasonally. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you Google, Google the Dirty <laughs> Dozen and Clean 15. So oranges are pretty you know if you like can't get organic because it's a thicker skin skin. bananas Um, bananas the thicker skin avocado thicker skin um anything you're going to eat the skin apples are heavily pesticided Uh, blueberries are heavily pesticided uh spinach um trying to think of what else it's so funny i i mean i I usually will Google it before I teach a workshop because it does change. Mm -hmm. I can go through it really quick. Um, I just pulled this up from Google. So the 12 most contaminated are peaches, apples, sweet bell peppers, celery, nectarines, strawberries, cherries, pears, grapes that are imported, spinach, lettuce, spinach, lettuce, and potatoes. The 12 least contaminated. This first one surprises me, actually. Onions. It's Mm -hmm. kind of surprising. Yeah. Why? Um, Because it's underground. 
I guess, but it doesn't have a very thick skin. But, but I guess it's so don't deeply underground. Yeah. Okay. So and pesticides are usually from bugs. From pests. From, from spray, yeah. No, 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 but oh, I'm right, saying right. That they're for, to, to prevent, to prevent bugs, bugs eating them. Yes, so things yes, underground, yes. carrots. I would imagine carrots are not really, because they're underground, they're root vegetables. Potatoes are weird. No, potatoes are definitely a, um, a dirty dozen. And I think carrots... I don't see carrots on it's either not, list. They may, this may was, not be a I was, comprehensive this, this list. This is just a theory, but I was just thinking, yeah. like, the, it's usually from bugs. Okay, so, so worms could get in. Right to, to mm-hmm. root vegetables. If you're just thinking, usually bugs mm-hmm. that eat the leafy greens or the the, the fruits or on the, on the things that are buzzing around on, on the surface, right. as opposed to underground. But and this that is, was just a theory. This is from Environmental Working Group, so that usually I, I is trust a good them. Source. Yeah, yeah. I also pay attention to the GMOs. I, yes, I'm a huge advocate of non-GMO. Yeah. Is there anything that isn't GMO? That's not on this list. But um, let me just finish the twelve least contaminated. So mm-hmm. we do both. Yes, yes. Onions, avocado, sweet frozen corn, pineapples, mangoes, asparagus, sweet peas that are frozen, kiwi fruit, bananas, cabbage, broccoli, and papaya. So that's the least contaminated. That if you don't get organic, it's kind of okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but GMOs, that's a whole other thing. It's a whole other thing. Oh, <laughs> I mean, is there anything that isn't GMO nowadays? Um, yes. And there are things that are less, because I'm Mac and Moses non-GMO project verified, and that process is grueling. Well, that's but good. Yes. I'm glad to hear that. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, because, you know, fair trade is not a grueling process. Like, those standards are so light. And so to hear that oh, that's a grueling oh, process no, makes grueling. me happy. Yeah. You know, no, it's grueling. Good. And they, I mean, yeah. not to put pressure oh, no, on you, no, but no, no, as no. it should be. <laughs> right? <But> enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> and I do. Oh, yes. It's a challenge. Yeah. And we know how I feel about challenges. <laughs> <laughs> She's a fighting Irish girl. Indeed. Fuck off, challenges. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I did dancing at Lunasa, don't you oh, know? Oh, I can tell. I can see it. <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much for being here. Can thank you? you? Yes. Can you tell us where everyone can find you online, follow you, stalk you? Oh, yes. Uh, so uh, macandmos.com, M-A-C-N-M-O-S.com. And then all my social media is connected there. I, I'm on Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube. I have a YouTube channel with me making my recipes, my yes. most delicious recipes. And then- oh, yes. We have a clip. Can we, oh. pl- can we play the clip? Roll the clip. Roll the clip. Roll it, Roxy. No meat. No meat. No soy. sugar, butter, and fat. Mac and Moe's morsels have none of that. I love it, Mo. So you have your YouTube channel. And what kinds of stuff do you post up there? Um, well, so now now my whole focus has been on insult to injury. So that's what I'm posting sure, on YouTube. Sure. But I, I posted a lot of recipes that I create. Um, mm-hmm. I morsel five recipes. So, you know, for Thanksgiving. People who, you know, we all crave our comfort foods. Yeah. So I'll just morsify it so that it's a little less gluttonous, but still satisfying. <laughs> but, you know, for people who, they come to me, people, diabetics, heart patients, people with celiac, they'll come to me for recipes that they can have that are kind of their... I want to send a quick shout out to my mother-in-law, Gigi, up in Vancouver, Canada. She just had a abdominal surgery. She's diabetic oh. and is having trouble oh. healing. Mm-hmm. So just because of your story because of your yeah. abdominal surgery. Everybody listening, send Gigi white light. She's the best mummy-in-law Gigi. in the world. Oh, yeah. 
let's send her love right Sending now. Lots but of I love. can, yeah, diabetics have trouble healing. Oh, so. yeah, big time. Yeah. Sending her lots of love. Lots Thank of you. Love. <laughs> yeah. She's the best. I bet. And we have a big fan base in Vancouver, actually. Ooh, oh, yeah. I love yeah. Ooh. Shout out to Vancouver what listeners. Up, Vancouver? <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And where can everyone watch your show? <gasps> so once we once we launch, um, you can go to moramknowles.com or irishrailproductions.com under Projects Insult to Injury. And our trailer's on YouTube. Perfect. She's dancing right now. I know. Oh, yeah, she's so not? excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. <laughs> All right, Maura, can you leave us with a tweetable? <sighs> yes. Well, my favorite quote um, is, nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn, my yeah. hero. <laughs> and Love you that. can say, you know, and here's to a more salacious holiday. Perfect. <laughs> if you like that, tweet it to Mac and Mo Morsels. Tweet it to us at Food Heals Nation. Use the hashtag Food Heals Podcast so we can see your posts. Thank you so much for being here, Mo. Thank you guys so you, much. This was a joy. This was wonderful. We're pretty fun. You're you really fun. <laughs> you're really fun. <laughs> totally humble. Oh yeah, and very humble. You should see, you should see her right now. <laughs> no, thank you for being here. Thank you. And sharing your story. Thank you for having me. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately.